myself. Press record. Thank you. That's good. Good. We had a few technical kind of bugs going on this morning, so I'm recording from here rather than via the microphone. If you've got a Bible with you, why don't you turn to Psalm 138. I'm going to read from the Passion Translation. Um, uh, that might not be a translation that a lot of you have because it's still quite new, but if you have it, I mean, if you've got, you can get a Bible Gateway actually for free. It's so biblegateway.com and you can read the Passion Translation, the newest one, to your heart's content. And I thought this week I would start how I ended last week, by reading Psalm 1318. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, if, if you find it difficult to follow along, just close your eyes and just take in the words that I'm about to read. And just to remind you again, Psalm 138, in this translation, they, they title it the Divine Presence. I thank you, Lord, and with all the passion of my heart, I worship you in the presence of angels. Yes. Heaven's mighty ones will hear my voice as I sing my loving praise to you. I bow down before your Divine Presence, and I bring you my deepest worship as I experience your tender love and your living truth. For the promises of your word and the fame of your name have been magnified above all else. At the very moment I called out to you, you answered me. You strengthened me deep within my soul and breathed fresh courage into me. One day, all the kings of the earth will rise to give you thanks when they hear the living words that I have heard you speak. They too will sing of your wonderful ways, for your ineffable glory is great. For though you are lofty and exalted, you stoop to embrace the lowly. Yet you keep your distance from those filled with pride by your mighty power. I can walk through devastation. You will keep me alive, reviving me. Your power set me free from the hatred of my enemies. You keep every promise you ever made to me. Since your love for me is constant and endless, I ask you, Lord, to finish every good thing you've begun in me. Isn't it wonderful? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's wonderful in all translations, but there's something particular about this one, which is really, it really lifts my spirit. I've read it two, three times this morning already, and, uh, and I got to the word ineffable, ineffable, and, and it's not really used in many of the other translations, so clearly the guy who, uh, and the, the group who put this one together felt there was something important, that when we say your ineffable glory is great, and that's obviously I had to look at what ineffable means, and it basically means I can't put it into words. <laughs> kind of irony there, isn't it? Try and put it into words, but I can't. And a lot of the other translations say, um, your, your glory is great, or you have great glory. And great, great, great. It's great. It's like, you know, TV shows, great, isn't it? You know? But God's glory is ineffable. Why don't we all say Ineffable. Isn't there something lovely about that word? Ineffable. Ineffable glory. Endless without words. Just majestic and awesome. And that's how that's who our God is. He he is just majestic and awesome. And you know, it's time that maybe we stop trying to fashion God in our image. Do you know what I mean? And just and just 
just recognised him. Yeah. As I said earlier, let him stare back at you in the mirror. And remember as well, last week, um, that our, our verse for this year is going to be verse 3 from this one. So we'll read it again. At the very moment I called out to you, you answered me. You strengthened me deep within my soul and breathed fresh what? Courage. Fresh courage into me. So our phrase for this year, tied to that, is what? You make me brave. Can we just, let's just say that together, come on. Ready? You make me brave. And God spoke to me about that a little bit. God makes us brave. Indeed, of course. And we're going to go through this, we go through the years, some of those ways in which God encourages us in Scripture about how, how emboldened we can be, how brave we can be. But actually, there's another aspect to it, is that you make me brave. Mike, you make me brave. Jim, John, you make me brave. You can look, you can look at one another. You make me brave. You, you embolden me, you encourage me, you, you strengthen me. You speak good things into me. And if you don't, then do. <laughs> Not just to me, but obviously to one another. So when we're making this statement, you make me brave, we're recognising, if you're a believer, we're recognising Christ within each other. And that through one another, he makes us brave. Now, okay, so last week I shared, I was quite vulnerable, I shared some things with you. But, but do you remember, I talked about the chair. So Alan and Gary, do you remember when I talked about the chair? Okay, okay, this is good. Because um, I went to Ikea, didn't I, and they said they'd sold out. And, and I knew I needed to buy a chair. Uh, and so I, I took a picture of where it was in the island location anyway and decided I was going to find a chair, regardless that they said they'd sold out. And I got to the island location and guess what? There was one left. Yeah. There was this chair left. And, 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 I, and God told me to buy this chair because he said, when you sit with people, you're in it together. When you stand here and you have something, then there's a separation that is brought. And, and I know that it's practical and it's, it's okay and I'm not condemning a lectern at all. I'm not saying we shall burn all lecterns, you know, or melt all lecterns in this case. Um, just because it'll be useful and we'll use it. But, but for me, I, I, I'm in this with you. I'm in it together. We're a family. Yes. Together. Yes. And therefore, it isn't about me telling you. It's about me having a conversation with you. That's a better way of putting it, isn't it, I think. Yeah. It's, it's let's work this, through this thing together and see where we go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so this morning, um, I want to just uh, lay out to you some of the ways in which um, we're going to try and bring some scaffolding to this phrase, you make me brave. How are we going to work that out in, in 2018? What are we going to do? And... Um, so I'm going to just share a little, a little bit of, of, of some, some things we've put together. Um, but then what, I, what I'd like us to do, if, possibly, if you've got any questions, there's going to be a little bit of time at, towards, towards the end of whatever it is, however long I'm going to be, um, for you to, to ask those questions and, and I'll try and answer them the best I can. Uh, and then, then what we're going to do is, is once again pray with one another. Okay? And, and if any of you, your hearts start getting a flutter when I say we're going to pray with one another, it's okay. Because I feel really weird praying with Kat. 
I don't know whether you actually ever feel that, but, but I, I, yeah, yeah, I can pray. I can pray with anybody. Yeah, soon myself and Candy can. I feel a bit weird. I don't know what it is. Candy put a, a thumb on it. This just feels a bit weird. You know, maybe because we, because we're just in each other's pockets all the time. I don't know. And, and I'd love to be in that place where it doesn't feel weird. You know. So. And nobody else feels that. That's okay. I'm happy, to, I'm happy to be weird and strange. Um, but, but we're going to pray with one of us. So what I'm saying is, it's okay. You know, because all prayer is is a conversation with God, isn't it? It's just, it's just speaking out loud what's in our heart and, say, and giving back to God the words that he wants us to say. And uh, as long as, you know, and you can pray encouraging things, can't you? And what have you. I mean, some of my wife do pray, obviously. Um, but it just feels a bit weird. Okay, so... Um, you make me brave. Uh, we, how, how are we gonna, how are we gonna work that out? What, what, do, what do we mean by that? And what does it mean in our life individually as well as as well as corporately? Uh, and and those are some of the things that, that we are going to try and answer as, as we go through the year. Um, but the other thing I've noticed in 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 kind of as we've brought things to you is we, we've tried to be positive. Um, because when I'm speaking to my children, more often than not, I want, I want to encourage them and be positive and bring life to them. And, and, we, and, our, and our Father, our Father God, is exactly the same with us. So, so hopefully there's never going to be a sermon of condemnation or a sermon of you're doing it wrong or this, that and the other. But every sermon uh, or every, every, every teaching is going, to be, is going to be there to lift you up, to encourage you, to equip you. Uh, and, and raise, raise your level of expectation. Yeah. And I think that's what it should do. Yes. There's, there's a reality, I get that, there's a reality of life, but it's, for, it's from the encouragement, the equipment, and the expectations of how we do that that helps us uh, uh, you know, go to work, go to school, hang out with our mates, do our hobbies, but bring Christ into those situations. Yeah. So, um, uh, again, God has reminded me of what we've, we've been doing over the last two or three years. And we, God really gives us kind of like a theme for the year. So remember, a few years ago, it was about testimony, wasn't it? Testimony and transformation. So we, we went through a year where, where we, every other week, we pretty much tried to bring something that talked about testimony. Testimony is simply story, really, at its, at its, at its most basic. It's telling, telling others something. Uh, and, and so we spent a year telling each other about who we are, but also who God is to us who Christ is, and how that transforms our life. How that, that, that relationship with Jesus isn't a Sunday morning relationship only, but it's a 24-7 relationship. And that we, we want to transform not only ourselves, but our workplaces, who we are, our schools, who we hang out with and what have you, because they see Christ within us. So we spent a year doing that. And then we had a year of, of joy, where we just, we just wanted to speak joy Every, every week and, and, and everything that we talked about was about joy because when you've got Christ living in you you, you will have joy yeah. you will and, and look the feeling of, of, of unhappiness can, can come the feeling of feeling down can come but, but there's something about God there's a deep sense of joy within you despite the situation and, and, and I'm just looking at John at the back John has been through some rubbish over the last two years and, and John, if you don't know, John has been through, had some issues with, with his back and, 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 and other kind of uh, horrible, horrible other things. Um, but the thing that's been amazing about these guys is that their testimony is one of joy yeah. throughout all that 
that rubbish. And I'm sure there are individuals as well here who are staring at me right now where you actually, yeah, I, I've tried to be joyful and I've dug deep into that well of joy so it can spring out of me uh, in those times of, of trouble and times of strife because you have Christ living within you. So this year, then we're coming into that year of, of bravery, of courage. Okay. I missed extreme fruitfulness. I did. I did miss extreme fruitfulness, not on purpose. Um, so forgive me for doing it. Yeah, it was extreme fruitfulness. And, and, and there were, despite what I said last week about how, how I felt towards the end of the year, um, there were a number of things that did feel fruitful. And, and actually, God has spoken to me quite clearly that actually it was also about planting seeds of fruit as well. Yes. So that in 2018, if you begin to work out how I, I make you brave, those things will begin to flourish and grow and we'll, we'll, see, we'll see multiplication in ourselves as well as in us as a church, both spiritually and, and as an actual numeric kind of number. So I believe and I'm believing that 2018 will be, we'll, we'll see the results of the things we planted in 2017 when we said it was a year of extreme fruitfulness. Yeah. The thing we said last year, if you remember one of the things I said was that even when an apple tree isn't bearing fruit, it's still an apple tree. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's, it still has the potential to, to bear fruit. And, and so we as children of God, there is always a potential to, to bear fruit. Uh, and and you know, we, if we're brave and, and we step out into the things that God has asked us to step out into, we will, we will see that fruit grow and develop and we'll be able to share that fruit with others. Yeah? Okay, so, oh, why is that done that? That's not nice. Okay, there we go. All right. Um, I want to just read you a quote. Um, I'm reading a book by Lee Strobel. Anybody know Lee Strobel? Yeah. Okay. Come this way. Here's a case for Christ and, and what have you. And um, I'm reading a book called God's Outrageous Claims. And it's, it's an awesome book. I recommend uh, you read it. Um, but there's, there's a couple of scriptures I want us to read, and, and uh, not a couple of scriptures, a couple of quotes. And the first one is this, faith isn't just believing something, it's belief and behaviour. It's believing something and taking action in accordance with what we believe. Someone once defined faith as belief gone courageous. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Belief gone courageous. So it's, it's not enough for us to just believe, but we have to do something with that belief. We have to step out courageously. Uh, and with bravery uh, into situations and places uh, that we, we wouldn't and couldn't do anything about without the Holy Spirit residing within us and without the power of the Holy Spirit. And this leads me on to my second quote here. When we don't feel empowered, if we nevertheless take action by obediently proceeding down the road that God wants us to walk, he will give us power when power is needed. So, so we, we believe that there is, there is power, that we believe that, that God can make a difference. But there might be a moment where you don't feel it. But what you do is you, you go into those situations and places believing that the power will come when it's needed. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I, talk, I talked about um, equipping. Um, we, we have, as we, as we come together as a church, um, the, the purpose is primarily to equip. It's to, it's to equip one another so that we can begin to work out some of those things that I've just been talking about. And, it, and it's also about us as leadership serving you and, and equipping you in the ways through the teaching, the preaching, and, and other things. And life group as well. Life groups are about uh, equipping. And, but it's about equipping you not to just have a nice Sunday or a nice life group. It's about equipping one another 
so that, again, we, like I said, we can go out into our work, into our colleges, into our schools, wherever we have our sphere of influence and, and effectively injecting Christ into those places. Okay? Because there's only 3% of the church is working for the church. So is it in leadership or, or is it in other, other areas? There's a whopping 97% of, of the church that actually have proper jobs. All right? Um, that, that you... I say that, okay. Um, different kinds of jobs. You go out and, and, and you encounter real people in real places, in real situations, and um, you, you, need, you, you bring Jesus into those, into those areas of, of influence. And, and Sundays and life groups are about equipping you and helping you to be uh, much more Christ-like in those arenas. Okay. Uh, even, even, even a simple thing like when you're driving. Uh, how many of you shout at other drivers because they've done something, in your mind, done something wrong? I might have. I'm, all right, we're honest. Okay, not really loud. Okay, but you know, you, 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 it's those moments where you go, oh no, no, I've got Christ within me, Spirit of God within me. God loves that person. I love you. You know, you know I love you. And maybe that's maybe that's what we need to be saying to drivers who annoy us uh, on the road, or even, or even, can I say this, cyclists. Um, uh, I oh, oh, I can't. No, I love you, Mike. Love you. Um, so, so, so there, there are all sorts of situations where we are equipped from Sunday to help us through those environments and in those environments and in those, those situations uh, that we take. So, so because what that means is it, it starts thinking in your brain that Sunday isn't just a club that we attend on a Sunday and then we crack on with the other clubs and activities throughout the week. But actually, Sunday gathering together is there to to feed you, to give you the fuel so that you can, you can take Jesus into those various places. So that's one of the things that we want to focus on this year, and that's about equipping us to, to go into the marketplace, as it were, or our sphere of influence. All right, and, and one of the things I would love to do is not only for you to hear somebody preach about that, but actually hear from you guys. You know, how do you do it? What, you know, how do you bring Christ into your workplace? And it may be that I'm going to ask you and we'll interview you, and we'll do that little kind of style of, of presentation so that we can be encouraged by one another. Wouldn't that be, would that be cool? I can see a few pages are up for that. Um, and, yeah, I know you will be. Um, it's definitely two over there. Um, but the others as well. How, how do you do it? How do you bring Christ? So how do you try to? <laughs> Maybe that's another, another way because, you know, we're, we're human beings and sometimes we have better days than others, don't we? So um, how do we try to? And then we can encourage one another uh, like that. And also... What it's going to do as well, it's going to affect us this year in terms of how we do discipleship. So a real emphasis on how do we actually begin to work that out. Discipleship really is, is, a, is, a, is a fancy word. It just means somebody else is doing life with you. And, and, and it's purposeful. So um, I got into that, myself and Kathy got into the habit of, you know, if there was a conference here or going over to speak here or, or, or whatever, that we just did it on our own. And, and we... we, we we realised after a while, and I certainly realised after a while, wouldn't this be an opportunity to bring somebody with me? It'd be an opportunity to spend time on a train, <laughs> chatting to somebody. Or several trains. Or several trains. <laughs> chatting to somebody, doing life with them. Yeah. Uh, uh, and yeah, we were travelling to something, but, and that's important, but it's that journey to, to that and from that that actually is, an, is a potential for discipleship. Um, uh, in the car with somebody, or grabbing a coffee with somebody, or, you know, I'm going to meet this, this chap here, or this woman here, and it'd be great if you'd come with us, and uh, they won't mind, they're, they're cool, you know, and, and, 
And so that's how I can do that for myself. But how can you do that in, in, in your life? What, how, how can you disciple one another as well? But as a church, we're very, very definitely going to be much more uh, um, focused towards how do we do that. Uh, but it is about equipping you also to be able, how can you disciple someone? And within that, there's also a really important point, is how can you be discipled? as well. Are you going to allow yourself to be discipled? Are you going to allow others to speak into your life? Or are you too full of yourself that you don't think people need to? Because I'm going to tell you, we all need people to be speaking into our yeah, lives. And when I say that, I don't just mean in terms of accountability and in terms of what you're doing wrong. You should be doing that, you should be doing this. Actually, accountability viewed this way, you have got God's hand on your life. I need to tell you how amazing you are. Yeah. I need to, that thing that you think you can't do, you totally can. Right, that's kind of accountability because you see it within them and actually try and build them up and not kind of tell them what they've done wrong and wag your finger all the time. That's not real accountability, I don't think. It's about building you up and telling you all that you can be. And another thing we're going to try and do as well this year is, is put in some real, I know last week I talked about churches and about programs, but I did actually caveat the same, but they are useful. All right, um, we're going to try and put something in place that, that helps new believers. So anybody who comes a part of our church and they give their life to Christ, um, we go, look, we want, you to, we want you to understand what this is. We want to help you understand what this is. So together with Discipleship, you can do that, but much more targeted, new, kind of new believer program, really. And I, I haven't got the shape of that yet. We've done things in various different ways over the years, but we're going to be very much more deliberate this year. Uh, and within that, um, there'll be a lot of, there'll be some teaching about who we are, what's our culture, who, what, what are we like, who are we as Freedom Church, where do we come from, all that kind of stuff. So we'll work that out as well. The second thing we want to do is, is really go through this thing of encounter. Okay? Encountering God together. What does encounter mean? What does it mean to, to provide an environment in which we encounter God together? And obviously, the two simplest places we can do that corporately is on a Sunday and also in our life groups. So a real encouragement for us to actually just spend time in his presence. Because I say to you, I don't necessarily believe in seeker-sensitive service. I believe in, in services. I believe in services that are just filled with God. Yeah. Yeah. And that will change people. Yeah. It's, it's as God changes hearts that people begin to change. Their outward appearance begins to change. And so we need to, be, we need to have moments and, and times where we can really just settle into God's loving arms. Yes. And say, I, I, I want all of you. Uh, and, and I want to hear from you, and I want to talk with you. So that we live from that encounter. Once again, it's about being brave. It helps us be brave. So we live from that encounter into our jobs, our college, our schools, and all other spheres of influence. It's from that place that we, we come uh, and, and that we, we, have his, we, we gain an ability to hear his voice clearer, don't we? Yeah. We gain the ability to hear his voice clearer, uh, and, and we hear his wisdom for our lives. But here's the cool thing. We begin to hear from God wisdom for other people's lives who don't yet know Jesus. Yeah. So as we, as, as we let ourselves encounter him more regularly uh, and, and, and we create environments and situations where we can just rest in that atmosphere of, of his divine presence, we, we, we can speak wisdom and words of knowledge into our work colleagues, into our school friends, into our other spheres of influence in a way that is is um, gracious and is a way that is in some workplaces allowed. I get that, you've got to tread carefully. But I think nothing changes people's minds about God more when you speak directly into their heart and their issues and tell them that there's a solution and a way out and there's meaning and purpose. The third thing we're going to do, and and it's raise expectations. 
So, so far we've got equipping, encounter, and now we've got expectation. So these are the scaffolding things that we're building to help us be brave in 2018. Now an expectation, it's a two-way expectation. We, we should always expect God to do something. Always expect God to do something. Always expect God to change us. Remember last week I talked about that. Every encounter with God, we should expect him to change us in some way, in some fashion. Because when you encounter the ineffable glory of God, which, which is, is un, undescribable, it's got to change you, hasn't it? Like, if a, if a skyscraper fell on you, you would be changed, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. Some, if a piano fell on your head in that kind of comedy style, you'd, you'd be changed, wouldn't you? You'd feel it. You'd, you'd hear it, you'd feel it, you'd be changed forever. Well, God isn't a piano, he isn't a skyscraper. He's something much more bigger and glorious and more majestic than that. Uh, but he, he can and will change it. But he can and he will change us when we make a decision to have an encounter with him and expect him to yeah. change us. Yeah. <coughs> He's promised that. He's promised what his expectations are of us as Jesus follows. Our, his expectations of us is, is that we outwork the things of his kingdom in this earth. His, his expectations of us uh, is, is, is that we love one another. Um, and we love those that we... we I'm going to say love the unlovable, but nobody's unlovable. But sometimes there are certain personalities of people that you wouldn't necessarily go and encounter, you know, be with because you struggle with maybe that personality type. But learning to understand that you, God loves them, therefore you love them. Uh, and, and his expectation is that we, we tell people about Christ. And in terms of the church, I think it's going to be a, a, um, a time of, you know, us raising our level of expectation as leaders, us raising our level of expectation as, 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 as the congregation. But also, what, what can you expect from us as, as leaders of Freedom Church? You know, as we serve you, as we love you, as we, as we try and pastor you, as we um, just are there for you. Uh, what is that expectation? So we're going we're gonna to work through that. And, and within that, there's this idea, and this is something we're, we're working through. Maybe the question can come. Do we need membership, like proper membership of Freedom Church? Do we need, like, names on a, on a spreadsheet? Um, and, and you've got to go through certain things. And, I get that that doesn't feel very super spiritual, does it? Um, but sometimes there's been situations where we go, are we caring for that person still? Do, are they still part of us? Are we, are we to, I don't know. Um, so we haven't got a net and haven't had for a long time a proper membership. Now some of you come from a generation of, of uh, what do you call them, commitment classes yeah. and, and uh, interviews. So you, you're interviewed to become part of the church. Yeah. Now we laugh at that now, and, and I'm not going to introduce, I'm pretty firm that we're not going to introduce interviews. But I think what it did for you guys, and, and what I feel it does, is say, this is important. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Church is important. Yeah. It, it, it is earth-changing. It is, it is earth it, it is creation swaying. Yeah. Church is the hope of the world because it has Christ within it. It's his bride, actually, isn't it? Yeah. So we, we take it seriously. We take church seriously. So we may laugh and we may think, oh, membership, well, that's it. But, but, but we, you did that because you, you, it was earth-shattering what you were entering into and life-changing and kingdom-changing and city-changing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so that expectation that church, local church, gathering together 
again, it's something much more than just a social club. It is actually we had to be we had to be earth changers and bring the kingdom together. So we'll, we'll be exploring what, what that is. I was chatting with somebody just over the weekend. Uh, and, and they're also going through this kind of they're a larger church than we are in terms of numbers. They've got over 300 people. But even they had been wondering about this membership thing. And so they, they, cons- they considered uh, the word partnership. And actually focusing it through partnership, what does that mean, actually? So rather you're members of a club, which just reinforces what I've just been speaking against, if we're, if we're family, then we're partners, we're in it together, aren't we? Yeah. Um, they, 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 he referred to team as mates with a purpose. Yeah. I love that, you know? So as partners, if we're partners in this church thing together, we're mates with a purpose. Isn't that cool? I'm going to refer to my teams or anything like that as we're mates with a purpose. You know, I just think it's so, so cool. So I've talked briefly, uh, well, a little bit about how each of those things kind of affect um, what we bring on a Sunday and how we do life groups. And, but here's, here are some things that we really think might have uh, helped us down that journey in a real pragmatic way. So we'd like to have one Sunday a month as an encounter month. And we've had these before in the past, haven't we? We've called them praise, prayer, and prophecy. And, and we've done it a few times over the last few years, you know. But we'd like to do that once a month, where the expectation isn't that you're going to come and hear a preach. The expectation is you come and encounter God. And as you encounter God, you are equipped. Yeah. Uh, and so just giving the morning over to God. And so we praise and we worship and we, we have stations set up. If you remember, and if you're a visitor here, you, you obviously won't remember, but we have stations set up where, I think there was one over there, where we, we put like magazine pictures down of inspiring images and things like that. And we, we've said, look, you know, go over there and God, and God might speak to you prophetically about an image and then somebody can speak into that through what they've seen. Or it might be a drawing. I think over here we had some drawing scenarios going on where people painted pictures prophetically or just painted what God was speaking to them at that moment. Um, and then prayer. And obviously prayer is a huge part of what we do. Uh, but it may be, I think over here, we, last time we did it, there was a lot of people praying. And there will be prayer focus. And so it won't just be, you know, what, what can we pray about? Um, but giving a moment practically every month, God, no, this is an encounter Sunday. I don't know what we'll call it. Maybe we'll call it praise, prayer and prophecy. I don't know. But it's, but it's the most important thing is about we're coming this morning with an expectation we're going to encounter God in a really deep way and we're going to be changed. Okay, so that's, that's one kind of practical thing that will change. And one morning we'll probably continue as an all-age service because, again, I think that's great. I think the all-age services are fun. We call them all-age, by the way, and we changed it to all-age from family because, yes, we are a family, but not everybody has a family. There are single people amongst us who may be estranged from their family. How much might it hurt if you say this is for families? Because we're an inclusive. We want to include everyone. We don't want to be exclusive in God's love, do we? So little things like changing it to an all-age service means that actually this is for everybody, not just those who are part of the family and bring children. Because they aren't just for children, they're for us. So it's not a Sunday they go, oh, it's going to dumb it down, it's going to be a bit... Actually, it's speaking to all of us, just in a different way, in a a way that is maybe a bit less serious, maybe a little bit more fun. But I believe that God has a sense of humour, and I I think that, because I've got one, and I've made God's image. Okay, so there we are. So that that would be uh, one way of doing it. And what we want to do as well is, I said earlier, um, it'd be great to have a Sunday a month where we really give over to teaching about how we uh, can be equipped in our workplaces. Um, and so, very, the, so the, the message that morning will be something about how we can be equipped in our workplaces, schools, colleges, hobbies, spheres of influence, 
Um, uh, but then again, I'd really love to be able, I'd really love to interview some people and just to ask you, wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. I just that would be really cool. You know, let's shatter, let's think outside the box and how we do something. In fact, John was one of the person, John at the back there, he was one of the things, you know, how we decide to do things shapes how, how we do the Sundays. And I really, I really took that to heart, John, and this is what this part of this book has come out of, is let's, if we want to be something, let's shape what we do it. We don't have to cram everything into a, a two-hour um, service, but actually let's be quite methodical and careful and considered about what we're doing so it helps us. Yeah? Okay. Um, and then there'll be another morning... Um, which uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about expectations and, and, and those expectations and, and that is that's some of the cultures uh, that we want to build and we want to build on and, and some of you may or may not be aware that uh, in 2016, every month, Kathy spoke and she spoke on a culture. Do you remember that? Yeah, it's okay, that's alright, it's, it's fine, listen back to it, it's absolutely, it's absolutely cool, I'm trying to find now what those heavenly cultures are. So these are some of the heavenly cultures that we might want to go over again as well. Um, family. I think we're really good at family, but it's always good to be taught about family again, isn't it? What does that actually mean? The goodness of God. Joy and hope. Honour. These are some of the cultures which it's really good to build up. Risk and faith. I love that one. Prophetic. Grace and empowerment. Valuing his presence. Releasing the supernatural. Salvation and righteousness generosity and revelation and the word um, so there's a the, the, there'll be, there'll be a, a, a speaking about, talking about those kind of cultures and how we, how we build that amongst ourselves and as part of what we're doing outside of, of church as well so those are some of the things um, that we've considered, we've thought about and I, and I wonder, is there any questions that anybody has to ask about those or any comments you want to make uh, I won't labour this so if there isn't any immediate Grasping ones, it's fine. Um, yes, Alan? When would you expect the programme? The programme? Um, uh, next month. Next month, yeah. yeah. So it might start moving around some rotors and things like that. Um, yeah. But that's cool. We're all cool, aren't we? With that, you know, this is what God wants. We'll change things. We're not, again, we're not so full of ourselves that we're stuck in our trenches. We, we will change it. God wants us to change stuff. We can change stuff. And we can be happy about that and full of joy and, uh, and, and, and work with that. Is there any other? Yes, you. Will the children be included, or will our road to reflect a similar? Uh, when we're teaching them, will we reflect the same as? What do you think? What, what, what would you like to? That would be good. That would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. I would love that. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. What, do you mean to for them to be here with us, or to do something on their level? I think potentially a bit of both. I mean, we haven't got this absolutely 100% nailed down, but. Yeah, yeah, okay, so maybe after we've kind of, you, you've finished your, your, your most recent thing, you can start building that into the kids' work as well. That's, that's awesome, fantastic. Yes? I really like the idea of team freedom makes with a purpose. Makes with a purpose. <laughs> team, free, team freedom. Oh, I'm totally going to use that. Yeah. Yeah. What are we? Where? Well, you are. What are we? Where? Team freedom. Team freedom. Awesome, I love it. Makes with a purpose. Brilliant. Thank you, Sarah. Totally using that. Anybody else? Can I get some water, by the way? I see my water seems to disappear. Um, that'd be amazing. Anybody else? No? Okay. All right. Now, I promised you, I promised you last week... Um, oh, no, I'm not going to put my chair there. That's um, That we used a deck... We used 
the Declaration from Numbers for a year, didn't we? Do you remember that? Yeah. Turn his face towards you and give you his piece, that, that one. And then this, this year we've been using uh, the one about um, the oppressed will be set free and, and, and the spirit of the Lord, uh, year of the Lord's favour and what have you. We've got a new one. <laughs> 20. And it's longer. <laughs> oh. It's longer. And um, this is based around, this is based solely in, in and around Psalm 138 verse 3. So we base this new declaration on there. And we're probably going to say this every week, maybe. We'll see how, how it goes. Um, but here's what God spoke to me about this morning. is Those previous kind of statements are very much we statements. Uh, and very much kind of we're in this together kind of statements. So they're true and they're important and obviously they're biblical. Um, but there is also something about recognising your personal relationship with Christ. And... and and actually, you're with you most of the time. <laughs> yeah? You're with you most of the time. And, and, and therefore, God's with you most of the time. And, and so it's about, it's about you developing... Um, um, uh, what's the word? Maturing your faith. So you, there's a lot of responsibility on yourself to help yourself through Christ. Uh, and... And as you do that, as you take responsibility for your faith and for what God has asked you to do, which is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with others, to, to, and the only command that I see in the New Testament, which is to, the only real command, the real rule, is to love each other, um, then, then, then it's your responsibility. It's not my responsibility for, for you to do that. Okay? It can help and equip you and can, can, can help... Um, raise your level of expectations and can give you opportunities to encounter God um, but, it, but it's, it's down to you and, 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 and you alone with Christ to, to step out bravely yeah. and tell people about Jesus. Yeah. So a lot more of what we'll be doing this year will be focused around taking Jesus out of these four walls and, and helping people into a relationship with him. Yeah. Only you can do that. So I want to emphasize this year about your personal relationship with Christ. I know that sometimes we talk about worship songs and we go, that's a me and my song, we need a we and us song. And, and that is a, is a valid debate in some of the songs that we can possibly sing. Yeah. But let's not get bogged down with that. Let's recognize that there's a time for we and there's a time for me. Yeah. Always with a relationship yeah, yeah. with Christ. <laughs> and so this declaration is personable for each one of us. So that as we, as we take responsibility individually, when we come together, our corporate levels of expectation has risen. Our corporate levels of encounter has risen. And, and our corporate levels of being able to equip one another has, has, has just doubled, tripled. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so this is why this is quite personable. And it's not a we and a us, but it's, it's a me and a, a God. In this house, we are real. But we also make mistakes. 
and when we do, we make sure we say sorry. We give second chances to anyone. And we also have lots of fun. In this house, we definitely forgive. We also do loud. We give the best hugs. We are family. And in this house, that means we, we love. love.